0: This episode of the Reality Check podcast has been brought to you by my listeners, Patreons, and friends. If you'd like to find out more about how you can support the podcast and get some cool rewards, head over to patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. So I recently wrote a blog post called Strategic Caffeination, Abstinence, and Other Self-Improvement Hacks, and I'll chuck a link down below so you can read the full the full post, but I wanted to sort of get into it a little bit more here. The basic premise of the, the the post is that I'm I've taken to using caffeine strategically, and basically this means that rather than using it all the time, you know, as soon as I wake up I just have coffee, um, and just all day every day, right? I've taken to not having it other than when I need it on certain days. And this means that I'm having far less coffee, but when I'm having it, it's having a far greater and more appropriate impact. And the real crux of the the blog post and what I want to drill down upon here is that I'm looking at caffeine and by extension, alcohol and a variety of other, you know, sort of they're drugs, right? <laughs> um, but like the sort of the more sort of socially acceptable things that people consume, you know, like coffee, alcohol, marijuana, um, like those variety of things, but looking at them as tools, as drugs, as opposed to frivolities, as opposed to just things that we just sort of do without thinking. You know, I suppose I could add to that list sugar as well, right? Because there's this sort of, I mean, I grew up feeling like those substances were different from like a Velium or like an Estelopram or a cerical or, you know, any of the other drugs that, you know, come in the little click out packets that are, you know, prescribed from you from a doctor, right? And obviously there is a difference. But if you look at the actual just straight up impact of the drug, you know, there is a statistically significant that is you know it does work to impact your mental state that's why we take these drugs but they're not treated with the same level of respect and sort of they're not used in the same way people will just have a drink of coffee or alcohol or whatever without really sort of thinking about what they're doing um they just they just have it when what they're really doing is they're consuming a mind-altering substance. That's why they're consuming it, but it's not—it's not taken with the same. It's—it's it's, it's, there's sort of like a sort of a laxatistical approach to it. There's this approach to just having these things like, like they're in a separate category. You know, it's like oh, I'm just having a drink with mates. Oh, I have to talk to my doctor about trying this medicine for my mental state. Like they're—they're they're separate. And that to me doesn't quite work. And obviously putting sugar into that mix doesn't it's not a drug, but it does have quite a significant impact upon the mental state, particularly when you cut it out and then you start using it strategically. So let me explain what I'm doing. I find so a little bit of backstory about my my personal my personality states with basically all drugs and everything, right? I am I have quite an addictive personality in the sense that I will if I'm not careful, I will just consume a variety of substances as just as much as possible. It was it, it it's very hard for me, or it was very hard for me to have a casual drink. I find that I wouldn't be able to stop at one. I'll just keep going. Same thing with weed, same thing with coffee, same thing with sugar. I just, if you know, if there's if there's one chocolate there, I'll eat the whole block. Rather than having one coffee, I'll just have coffee all day, right? So I found that abstinence has been quite good in the sense of just stopping completely because that is you know I'm able to do that from some aspect of my personality I am able to just cut it out because it's like I set myself a hard and fast rule and then I just stop now that that's very useful but it leaves me without the tool without the ability to use that substance for gain so let's let's explain what I mean with coffee what was happening was I would start off having a small, like one week coffee a day. They would quickly go to two week coffees, then two strong coffees, then four strong coffees, and I would just sort of go. And I was left feeling anxious and jittery and nervous and short of breath, and you know, like the, the it's got a diuretic effect, so it was impacting my, my my body in that way. And I would cut back and go again, cut back and go again, and eventually I realized like oh, I just have to stop. So I did. And I realized that my anxiety levels just dropped. My general resting anxiety levels dropped. My belly started feeling a lot better. I could breathe deeper, right? I was just less anxious. And that was working fine, particularly on, ironically, my work days. On my work days, I get up, I do a split shift, I leave for work at 7 on my bike, um, do the first part of the shift, come home have a bit of time with family and a bit of, you know, computer time, whatever. And then I'll leave again at 2.30 and then come home at night. And on those days, I found I didn't need the coffee because I had somewhere to be early, I had somewhere to be late, and my mental state was able to just get me going. But the problem happened with me on the days that I was, you know, dedicating to writing days, you know, days to write lucidity, days to do podcasts like this days to sort of be creative or when I didn't have to be anywhere and I found I was crashing and I wasn't crashing because of tiredness I wasn't tired per se I just struggled to have motivation without the external thing of like I have to be at a place for my job and it's it's hard for me to at the moment consider the work that I do online as a job that has a time frame because it's like I could post this po- uh, podcast today, I could post it in a week, I could post it in a month, and there's no there's no real consequence in the sense that like there is a consequence for you, but it doesn't really impact me per se. It's it's okay. It doesn't matter if I write my chapter of my book today or in a week or in a month, right? Whereas with work, it's like, I've agreed to turn up at a time, I have to be there at time. Now, there is an argument for me to obviously get more uh, professional with my writing, and I'm moving towards that, and this is this is where this strategic caffeination comes into play. So what I've realized now is, is on those days, on the days where I don't have to go somewhere else to work, the days where I'm working on my book, where I'm writing, where I'm editing, where I'm doing the computer stuff, I can use the um, the, the the coffee then as a way to boost myself up, because, you know... Coffee does work. There's studies to show that it makes you more creative, that it you know, obviously impacts your mental state in a way, and that's why we all drink it, right? But there's this, like with a lot of drugs, if you if you have it too often, you get used to it, and you don't notice the impact. So having quit for a while, and then having coffee on those days, it's like it, it, it just it works. It wakes me up. It gets me motivated. It gets me going. And it's a little boost. So what I've what I found is is rather than just constantly using the coffee, I'm strategically using it. I'm using it for a defined purpose. Not all the time, but just in specific instances. Now, once again, this works for me. This works for me in the sense that I am a I work on quite well on rules. In the sense that I'll only have it on those days and a maximum of two. That's it. No more. And not on the days that I'm working because I have this way of slipping back into the addictive habits. So, so, so what I've found is is that that is actually quite, it's it's quite a useful tool to have in my arsenal, because when I was overusing coffee, it no longer became a tool, right? Because I was always on it, so therefore it didn't really have as much impact upon my life, and yet I was using it more. But now when I'm using it less and using it strategically. It just sort of worked and it was great. It is great. And I do the same thing with um, the use of alcohol and the use of marijuana and the use of sugar. There are certain times, and I'm not going to talk about it in this episode. Um, Let me know if you want me to go into my uses and how I do use those things. But the point is is I've got a specific uses for those drugs, for sugar, for, for the things that I'm using. Because they are tools. Now, any tool can be misused. And any substance can be abused. But when I start to treat these things with the respect they deserve, coffee is a drug. Sorry, ca- caffeine is the drug. Alcohol is a drug, right? if you just use things willy-nilly, you can get some dire consequences. Maybe not extremely bad, but... I suppose even even if you don't, like... If you just sort of use it mindlessly, if you just sort of have your coffee and not really be thinking about it, you're, you're ingesting a drug that impacts your brain. What is that actually doing to you? Now, prior to quitting, I had this feeling of like, I can't quit. I need it. And so many people are like that. They're addicted to coffee and they're, they're like, they just sort of accept that as a fact about themselves. The thing is, it's like, it's, it's actually like you can quit pretty easily if you just deal with a couple of days of not feeling so good. Or if you just, you know, lower yourself down to like, you know, rather than going four a day, go to two, go to one and, you know, sort of lower yourself off. But it's, it's so, so, so worth seeing what your brain is like without it. Because the other thing is, is if you're finding that you can't, you can't stomach a day without it. There's something going on there. Now I'm I'm lucky enough to enjoy my work. And you know, I'm I'm with with that in mind, I'm grateful that I don't need the coffee to perform my normal job. I thought I did, till I got rid of it. So now I'm able to use it for what I really do need it for. When I do need to be able to sit down in front of the laptop and do the hours of editing and writing and all of the stuff that I do. That's when I need it. I don't need it to do my normal job. Now, if I did need it to do my normal job, that suggests something. It suggests that I need, like if we're using the terminology here, that I need a drug to do my job. Am I okay with that? Maybe, maybe not. But now I know. Do you see see what I'm getting at here? There's a level of self-awareness that... I think we could take, you know, if you find that after work every night you need a couple of beers to, to just calm yourself down, okay, you need a drug to impact your mood after work, that's what's happening, you're, you're, you're taking a drug to impact your mood, now the drug is alcohol, so it seems potentially, depending on your, you know, your upbringing, your past and your social circumstances, it seems more socially acceptable than taking like an anti-anxiety medicine, okay but that that's your life now that's what you're doing you're you're drinking every night oh i just need to smoke i just need to have my cigarettes to calm myself down okay so you need the drug to calm down when you reframe it a little bit it can it can just sort of twist how you see because if you if you you might be living with a bit of sort of cognitive dissonance here you might go well i don't like the idea of taking drugs to impact my mood whilst you're drinking I'm not wanting to come across sounding too sounding like 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 preaching right or sort of like you know you shouldn't do this. I, I have had issues with a lot of this stuff. I've worked jobs that I didn't like and I've had issues with substance abuse and I've had issues with medications and all of this sort of stuff. I just know that reframing things helps to put it into perspective and sort of like does it does it is it really working for me? So for me, I've looked back over the caffeination, looked back over the other stuff that I take and go, okay, am I using this appropriately? When should I use this? And is it appropriate? Like, do I like what's happening right now? If I don't like what's happening now, it's let's make a change to see if I can make a better, do something better. Is it, you know, Is there some better way that I can be looking at this? If yes, great. If no, that's okay too. But we take a look at that. So anyway, consider that. So if you want to read the the blog post, Strategic Caffeination, Abstinence, and Other Self-Improvement Hacks, I'll chuck a link down below. Um, and if you do want to change a habit, I've got a couple of Changing Habit courses on Skillshare. I'll put a link down below and you'll be able to get two months free access to that course and to all of my other courses. Um, and you know, if you do want to make some changes with your usage of coffee or something else, that course or the the courses that I've got up there on changing habits will be quite useful so yeah check it out and if you think this podcast will help someone uh, send it to them and just i would appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it cheers